I'm Mukti and welcome to my podcast When the Heart Wants What It Wants. I'm an Indian and I'm at a stage where in the social and worldly sense I'm beyond redemption. It used to sadden me only a few years ago and also make me bitter sometimes. But over the years I've learned to laugh at it. No genuinely. Being a single girl in her 30s in India, most of your annoying relatives have given up on you. Oh yeah, on the marriage front. Thank God you're better off, believe me. And if you're living my life, even some of your friends start to expect that you don't want any relationships or dating tips anymore because well, I have crossed that threshold. You're somehow beyond it. They mean it in a good way, I know. After this point, however, things start to get a little weirder. There are people who now expect you to be Emma, or as my dear friend Rajiv puts it, the wingman. Oddly enough, I have been an epic failure, just like Emma when it comes to wingmanship. Well, technically wingwomanship. Now I'm expected to behave in a certain way because I'm this age. Fair enough. But that takes time, a major attitude change, at least in my case. Besides, what's more important? Learning to deal with the situation sensibly or deliberately acting your age. For years, I've subconsciously given in to these expectations, outwardly denying them, but inwardly getting either hurt or carried away. Till gradually, I started to call, call them out to myself. Should I stop wanting the things that I want because I've crossed a certain age? Or simply because now there's logically a slim chance of getting those things by social standards? So I've always wanted to own a pickup truck, you know. In my country, people use pickup trucks only for picking up things. They don't own it as a personal car. But I wanted it badly and I've never stopped wanting it. Isuzu recently launched in my city. Nope, still can't afford it. Yep, still want it. The same thing applies for a lot of other experiences I wish. I do want to share my life with a man, a partner who would be as full of flaws as I am. I want to share my deepest fears with him. I want to hold him close and listen to his stories like there's no tomorrow. I want to care for him like a child when he falls sick or punch his stomach playfully when he annoys me. I want to bury my head in his chest and bear all my being fearlessly before him. All the old school romance, you get the drift. I still want this. And behold, Indian society, my age hasn't changed that at all. I'm glad it hasn't. I want to bear a child, holding him or her close or seeing him or her explore the world before my eyes. I want to be called Ma. Even when I cannot be the whole logic of biological clock and the changes that are happening in my body, I still want this. Now, without a man or a child, I still have a purpose in life. And except for a few days in the year, I'm mostly a happy person. There are days I step out of my house with a clear agenda. Other times, I just don't feel like working. There are days I just want to play with Jack, my dog, or read a book while tucked in the bed. It's as regular a life as it can get. Nothing fancy, and I'm so thankful. But wanting a man and a child are good feelings. These are my needs, and I cannot deny them. Just because I've been single for long or because people around me have given up, well, I refuse to give up. Call it audacity or hapless romanticism, or what you may. But I shall never stop wanting them. I'm sure I'm not alone in this battle. 
Today my heart reaches out to millions of singles around the world. God knows what all they get to face culturally. It's often hard to explain this to others. Not that people's opinion about your life is important, but that you're constantly thrown into a situation where you are asked questions and you're constantly judged and challenged and often brutally denied your right to remain silent. You'll get some seemingly harmless one-liners from happy couples. Oh, a relationship makes you feel more alive or don't you want to feel intimate with a man? That's such a personal thing to ask, by the way. Or being in love is something you'll never understand. I have very witty answers to some of these questions. But then, those answers will hurt. That's not really what I want. This is also where I'm compelled to check my expectations. The world of people don't owe me sensitivity. Nobody owes me kindness either. I will need to earn that sensitivity for myself. And if I don't get it, that's okay too. I do, however, wish that I'm allowed silences because these are the deeper needs of my heart that I choose to not explain. Single people like me don't want advice or sympathy, not even acceptance, and they mustn't expect it either. I want to tell you, my fellow singles, do not stop wanting. Your needs and wants, the feelings of longing, the constant need of sharing your life intimately with someone do make you vulnerable. I urge you to embrace this vulnerability. I don't want to say that it's your strength, but it's not your weakness either. It just is. If you think this longing weighs you down, then let it. This is not to say that the existence of a partner will give you a purpose or perfect bliss. In fact, sometimes quite the opposite. Your partner will expose you to your weaknesses for the simple reason that nobody else would ever know you so intimately. And even with a partner, you will find yourself wanting other things and purposes. Yet, it's still something to desire, to pursue. And if you do, that's okay. If you don't get these things, that's perfectly fine, really. It's so human, my friends. Let's just not stop wanting and hoping. Remember that a partner cannot cure your loneliness. I also wish to tell my fellow singles that a partner is never a cure for your loneliness. I've seen people terribly lonely within a marriage or relationship. To me, that's worse. You must desire a partner because you wish to share your life with a mate and for no other reason. I have a habit of putting things into prayer. I have a list of things I'm so thankful for. There have also been so many prayers that I'm awaiting answers for. And not that I will lose my faith if they aren't fulfilled. But this is just one of my ways of keeping my deepest desires alive before the one entity I consider as real as my feelings, the God Almighty. I'm often encouraged by John Piper's words. He says, Occasionally, weep deeply over the life that you hoped would be. Grieve the losses, feel the pain. Then wash your face, trust God, and embrace the life that He's given you. You don't have to follow what I do. I'm sure you have your own ways of dealing with those awkward singleness challenges. I just want to tell you, my fellow single, don't let your deepest feelings die. You don't anybody any explanation of why you long, why you want. Now, with or without a partner, purpose is important. That's a tricky one, you would say. I've seen this is particularly challenging for many girls in India. You're brought up with the lesson, get a nice guy, be a good wife. 
Your whole existence since you hit puberty starts to revolve around this. I'm not judging mothers and daughters here. They are all victims of a certain societal norm. But at a very early age in life, I felt like I needed to find a purpose in life. Thank God, because I cannot take the credit for it. I found it when I was 18. I accepted Christ as my personal savior. And I decided that every choice I make must glorify his name. I dedicated all my writing and singing talent to his altar. I fell to transformation of heart. From then now, each of my choices in life has been governed by Christ. So what does that mean? So I have a few gifts and I use them to share the message of Christ. I consciously lend a listening ear to people who don't have a voice. This helps me to put them over myself. I encourage friends and juniors around me whenever I can. All this so they would see and experience what it means to be loved by Jesus Christ. It's important to find a purpose for your own sake. When you do have a purpose, you will not burden other people or your partner. It gives your life a beautiful meaning. Yet, it's never too late. Take a step to find it. At the same time, don't expect a lot with the rest of the world. One of my resolutions this year is to forgive more readily and easily. People around you also live in the same society and are often driven by what they see. So it's not their fault if they develop certain perceptions about single people. They will misunderstand you sometimes, say cruel things too. I urge you to forgive them. In the long run, they will remember your choice of forgiveness more than your single status. As for feelings, continue to feel what you feel. Cry if you must. Let your tears wash out all the anguish you may have against others. Make it obvious to the guy who you like that you like him. Tell him if you must. Understand his point of view. And if he doesn't like you back, learn to move on. But let such feelings thrive. Don't deny them. You have every right in the world to feel what you feel. Your deepest feelings are worth pursuing. When you're vulnerable, that's when you're truly and absolutely beautiful. Oh, and the latest country song in my list totally sums up my feelings. Thank God for Blake Shelton. He goes, I'll hang the pictures, you hang the stars. You pick the paint, I'll pick a guitar. Sing you a song out there with the crickets and the frogs. You name the babies and I'll name the dogs.